0: Dicey Stories, where we tell stories shaped by dice. You're listening to our tabletop role playing game, Actual Play Podcast, episode 213. Today's episode begins a new arc in our series, Echoes of Invasion, set in the world of the Battle for Wesnoth video game, 30 some years after the Eastern Invasion mainline campaign. It is played using Edge Studios' Genesis role playing system, with occasional references to the Mythic Game Master emulator's event meaning tables for inspiration. This is The Inquest. Although Esprin Forest is now safe from undead, the recent attack was not without casualties, and many elves are looking for someone to blame. Trick and Hepa do their best to defend the human mage Kachin against his accusers. This arc contains spoilers for the Battle for Wesnoff campaign's Eastern Invasion and Northern Rebirth. Note, this arc uses a Genesis supplement called I Declare, Adjudicated Social Encounters for Genesis, by Micah Shalom, Fat Crab, Kesselman. I did my best to explain its mechanics to my players at the start of this episode, but any mistakes in that are my own. If you're interested in reading it for yourself, it's available as Pay What You Want in the Genesis Foundry, a drive through RPG. I'll talk more about my impressions of it at the end of the next episode. For the story up to this point, visit our website, DiceyStories.com, where you can listen to previous episodes or read the serialized write-ups of our adventures. Now let's get rolling. We've got a story to tell. We are starting with the trial, but we can do flashbacks to cover some of the time spent leading up to here. We are going to be testing out an adjudicated encounter. So there's going to be a judge and your side is going to be trying to get that judge past his strain threshold. And the other side, the opposing counsel, is going to try to be getting rid of his strain. So all the social checks you do will cause strain. while the social checks that the other side does will heal strain, essentially.
1: So it is a tug-of-war.
0: It is a tug-of-war.
1: Okay, is there a
0: time limit in terms of like
1: rounds or something on this then?
0: We begin at the midpoint of High Lord Volus' strain. Sure. And... There isn't, like, a set number of rounds for this to happen, although I was told that in experience these things tend to run six or seven rounds.
1: Okay.
0: When I looked at the numbers, I was a little worried about it being over too fast, so it really depends on how our rolls go. Okay. And I will explain to you the ways in which it is different from a regular social encounter. We are going to be taking turns back and forth, PCs and opposing counsel, and when you... Make a social role. It will be your choice whether you are targeting Volos to work on his strain, or whether you are targeting the opposing side to try to wear them down. Because another way to win the encounter is to strain out your opponent, although that will have negative social ramifications, because it's kind of circumventing the justice system. But you may feel like at some point that that's the way you need to do it, depending on how she's doing versus how you're doing so social roles operate mostly as normal they are opposed by the judges equivalent skills except if they are neutral-ish so like leadership and negotiation are things that will kind of just have a set difficulty rather than going against the discipline of volos or his negotiation skills it's it's kind of like I can see like a leadership role being used for kind of like showing like a logical progression of ideas or something like that. The other thing is that we have this tracker essentially of Volus' strain and when you pass a quartile mark, we're starting at the 50% mark, when you pass either 25 or 75% that affects the difficulty of the roles as well. And that's to indicate like momentum. Like, once you cross the line into the upper quartile, like getting close to your goal of his high strain threshold, he becomes easier for you to convince. The difficulty of any check against him goes down for you. The difficulty for the opposing counsel goes up. Similarly, if they were able to wear him in the other direction, it would become harder for you to convince him and easier for them. There is also... Just like in normal combat, you could have weapons to help you fight better. In the adjudicated social encounter, there's a form of weapons, and it is called material. If you bring material into play, that will add to the amount of damage your social attacks do. This is called its persuasiveness. To bring a piece of material into play is a maneuver. So kind of like drawing a weapon is a maneuver. Bringing up new material is a maneuver. If you have brought up new material you can keep using it as long as it hasn't been destroyed. And when we say destroyed, what that means is you've tapped out its usefulness. It's relayed all the information it's relayed. If the other side brings up material, you can use their material at the cost of a story point. Since this is a courtroom drama scene, it's like if somebody brings up a witness, if you want access to that witness, either you have to spend a maneuver to like make material yourself, or you can spend a story point to cross-examine. Okay. The difference there would be, if you're spending the story point, it's just for that action that you get access to their material. There's a few types of maneuvers that are also available to you here. You can stare down the opposition for a maneuver, and that will give them a black die on their social check.
2: Just like Peppa's want-to-do is this <laughs>
0: You can also take deep, calming breaths to give yourself blue dice. That's the cool equivalent of aiming. Ah. And the, the only other thing is if you're choosing not to do a social skill, if you're choosing to do some other type of skill, the number of successes you get on your roll is the number of boost dice that get added to the next social skill check. So non-social skills can't directly affect the judge, but they contribute to the argument of the person who's doing that work. If you get a triumph or a despair during the course of, of this stuff, they enable an extra action. Ooh. So, if you are presenting your case and you roll a triumph, you get to, like, make another social skill check. That's spending the triumph. That spends the triumph. Okay. But it's, like, showing you're like, on momentum. Whereas you're on a roll. If you get a despair, the other side, like, cuts in with a free maneuver and action.
1: Okay.
0: So... Those
1: are... Free maneuver as well.
0: Yeah, like essentially a free full turn with the despair.
1: That's,
0: That's what we're working with? Yep, yep. And you are not limited to only the material on this page here. These are just like ideas for types of material. So for example, hearsay testimony. So somebody who heard from somebody else something that happened is a type of material. Also... Like, an actual witness is a type of material that's not on the table here, but you can definitely bring that in, and we'll, like, settle on what the persuasiveness level is of material when you say what you want.
1: Okay, this isn't just for courtroom scenes, as wicked awesome solo pyrotechnics and jam <laughs> session are also material.
2: Yep. I mean, I wouldn't put it past you.
0: <laughs> and music
1: is really tricks jam.
0: <laughs> um, well, considering our two opposing sides each have bards on them, who knows? Oh boy. Time for
2: a pun duel. Let's go. Can we use our heroic abilities at any point during this, or is that or is that during the flashbacks, or no, just don't do that, that's complicated.
0: You are allowed to use your heroic abilities. They will play into whatever it is we're doing at the time. Okay. So like you might use yours to prepare some sort of like argument for trick, like based on Knowledge that you've accumulated along the way, right? And trick might use his to summon a witness, or is that already? I mean, or a
1: really good witness. I mean, that might be
0: something. Bringing in witnesses is already something that exists. So like, hearsay testimony would come from a witness. Damning evidence might come from a witness. I mean, if you get catchin on the stand, who knows what will come out of that? I
1: don't know about that. Okay. He's got so much presence though. Depends if he's he's probably been taking his medicine, though.
0: So, it's been a few days, and it very quickly became clear that there was going to have to be an inquest, and Kachin is more, like, under guard than he was before. You are still allowed to visit him, but he mainly stays in his hut up until the time that we are going to have this council session.
1: Have we recovered strain?
0: We are starting with everybody's strain fully recovered, as it is several days Since the forest fire.
2: What about wounds? Let's say you burnt yourself on your finger. You had a critical. Yeah.
0: And you also suffered arrow wounds. Yeah. Wounds are healed one per day, but certainly somebody could have done a medicine check on your wound for you if you would like someone to attempt to heal you or if you would want to do it yourself. Doing medicine checks on yourself is two purples harder. Mm Mm-hmm. It was just level one crit, so it would be rolling three purples. But you could treat it yourself if you want.
2: I could probably do that. I don't think that would be too bad. And then if I fail it, I can have somebody else do it, but it's harder? Uh, If If you you have to wait a week in game time.
0: If you fail it, then the only other thing to do would be magic.
2: Oh yeah, I could do magic too. But I need to wait on that, because I burnt that out a little bit. But I succeed with a triumph. And one
0: threat. Okay, so you succeeded. You healed the crit. There's a triumph on that, so you also would have healed one of your wounds. How much damage did you take from the arrow? Four. Then that's totally cleared up by the time the trial starts?
2: Yeah. And then, do you mean to take the threat as strain?
0: We will say that you will start at one strain going into this conference.
2: Maybe I'm just nervous about whatever we're going to do.
0: At the beginning of the game we start, you have two story points, and the GM has one story point. That is correct. The default setting for where, where the strain meter begins is at the halfway point, <laughs> but you can spend a story point to shift it a quartile. I can do the same. Ah. So essentially that will determine like what the pool actually looks like when we begin.
1: I feel like that's rather unsporting.
0: Well, but there's you have two, yes. right? So like you can say we're starting at 75%, and I say no, we're starting at 50%, and then Lex says no, we're starting at 75%. Then we're starting at 75, but you're starting with only one story point, and I have two. Yeah. Are you saying it was unsporting to, like...
1: It would be unsporting of us to start at 75. We we get to act first, right?
0: We'll roll roll initiative, (laughs) which in this case will be cool.
1: Okay. So it's undetermined. Well, that I'd feel better about. I'd feel fine spending a story point.
0: Yeah. I mean, either way. Sure. Sure,
1: 75. Of course, you could spend and push it back.
0: Which I do. And these two story points have already been used. And so the question is, do you wish to spend this story point?
1: One doesn't normally spend multiple story
0: points on one thing. This is the way it is allowed to be done. All the story points are allowed to be tapped for this purpose. No, I'm I'm talking as it is. Yeah, I mean,
2: I kind of would like to see how this goes. Like, maybe if we'd done this before, I'd be like, oh, yeah, let's Let's do that. But I kind of want to see what it looks
1: like. Yeah. Also, I want the, you know, the feeling of getting that momentum and getting to that point. Okay, Mm -hmm.
2: you don't want to just start with momentum. Yeah. For better or for worse. We'll have to remember we said that at the
1: end of this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is Volus' starting mood?
0: Volus' starting mood, because of how we just did that with the story points, is completely neutral. Volus calls everybody in, and... Alright, we need to mutually decide some things regarding your forest and your society. Okay. So Volos is the High Lord, but there is also an Elvish Council... This elvish council, how big do we think it is? We know at the very least that Penna is currently on the council. We know that Thrandalil was on the council at some point in the past, although he prefers to hang out in his library now. Are we thinking this is a council that's, like, way larger than it needs to be for your small community of elves? Because anybody who, like, kind of has, like, nobility wants to be on it in some respect? Or do we think that it's focused?
1: We established there's, like, a few thousand elves in our forest.
0: A few thousand sounds high. There, so, but that's even on the high end. Yeah.
1: So if we had 13 people on this council, that's already like 1% of the population.
0: Okay.
1: Which I feel like is...
0: Excessive?
1: I mean, 13 maybe is fine number, or 7 or whatever. I Some, feel like
2: 7 feels like a good number to me. Yeah,
1: it's not a parliament, It's a that's council.
2: Low enough that it feels like it's a little hard to get onto because Penn has been trying.
0: That's true. That's so true.
2: <laughs> but also... Big enough that it doesn't feel like it's really elite, maybe.
0: Okay, so the council is Volos and six elvish nobles, one of which is Penna. Okay, Volos has a nice fancy house within the Brambly confines that can be used as a protective courtyard for defending the people. And the council meets in, like, a grand hall that is part of his manor. It's more natural-looking than human buildings would be, but, I mean, it still has walls and ceilings and things like that. On your side, Trick and HEPA are the two most vocal proponents of this is not Kachin's fault. So you have stepped up to defend Kachin here. Yeah. Because if you don't, then it's kind of like Kachin's representing himself, which is awkward when he doesn't really know how your society does anything.
1: Right. Little does he know, we don't know either.
0: <laughs> Ignorant.
2: <laughs> Maybe counsel is the one thing I've heard. that shows.
1: That's a good point.
0: So, you're his defense. The prosecution is being handled by Breda as a keeper of knowledge of the Elvish people. She has, like, the background and the skills for, for doing this. And she has, as her assistant, lawroom clerk, she has a young shaman whose name is Diklon, and Diklon was on the recent war activity, the battlefront, with you all. Going into this, you know that she is she's a little bitter because of the shaman Mayna's death.
1: Now, has anyone talked to Diklon about having her mind rearranged <laughs> so she doesn't worry about it?
0: No, no one has talked to oh. her about
1: that. Maybe we should bring that up. <laughs> 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 you're like
2: penna owes me a favor She mind. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so the next thing that we should establish about your society is whether council sessions are open or closed to the public we could either do this where anybody is allowed to attend and watch the argumentation or we do it with it's just the council and you guys and then witnesses are only brought in like if they're called
1: I could see it going either way, and even if there's an established president, this is a serious enough event, they might decide specifically to make this public or specifically to make this private.
2: One citizen was very much like, I'm not leaving my house. So I was trying to think of like what kind of society, like as far as like if everybody trusts the council will make the decision, or it might really depend on Volus's personality, actually. Like, if he's more of an open, or if he just wants to... And on the other hand, this isn't... I mean, it seems like a big deal, but if people are really upset about it, but on the other hand, it is kind of just a human, right? Like, it's not like we've got another elf on trial. That's true.
0: Lex brings a good point about Volos and his personality, and I would say that Volos would allow an audience. Okay. He would say anybody who wanted to come and observe the deliberation process and everything that goes into... Him ultimately making his decision is welcome to be present.
1: Okay. That was easy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Then we will roll cool for everybody present. And the council and the adjudicator, they do not take turns. They are purely reactive to what you're doing. So it's only you guys and Breda and Dicklon who get turns.
1: I have 3.2. Point two.
0: Breda is very cool. She's coming in at 3.3. 3. So Declan doesn't even need to roll, because that's higher than truck. Yep. So Breda goes first then. Which is unfortunate for me, because it doesn't give me anything from you guys to play on.
1: Right. She can lay out the you know, the basic question that we are answering today kind of thing.
0: Okay. So we are beginning the struggle for Volos' sympathies. Raid is going to start right away with bringing in some hearsay testimony. Uh-huh. So she's going to take a maneuver to present that material. Hearsay testimony is something that is destroyed upon use, so she's going to present it and use it this one time, and then it's gone. Yep.
2: So her whole argument... I mean, maybe you're getting into this. Her whole argument is that it's Catchett's fault. Is that what we're basically...
0: That is what she's about to...
2: Okay, I didn't know if that was already understood or if that was...
0: Okay, so... Hearsay, Testimony, in this case, hers has a, a strength of three, so she's going to roll her skill check, and she's going to add three to the number of successes that she has. And just like with a weapon attack, that three only gets added if you succeed. Okay, so you still you have to succeed. You have to succeed, and then essentially you're doing extra damage. Okay. So just like in a regular social encounter, when you succeed, you do one strain plus how many successes you have. Yep. Here you'll be doing one strain plus how many successes you have plus whatever persuasiveness your material had. Okay. So Greta is going to, she's going to use leadership and she's going to be using that skill because she's essentially laying out a sequence of like logical things like this to this to this, like can we all agree this, can we all agree that kind of approach. It will be going up against two purples of difficulty since right now Volos is at the center part of his train track. Breda has four presents, and she has no actual points in leadership.
1: Ah, yes. A mm-hmm. kid of my own, I see.
0: <laughs> Breda, while, although she is performing this role, does not typically serve as prosecution in criminal trials.
2: So does that mean that the story might be good, but it may not be that logical? <laughs> we'll find out.
0: So, Another side effect of hearsay testimony is that it actually adds threats. So she has three threats. So she has three threats that are attached to this, in addition to whatever she rolls, because it's hearsay. So Breda's opening here is that Catchin is the cause of the undead that came in, that killed two of our fellow elves, and that burnt a swath of our forest that this is not the first time that such things have happened, that according to the respected Dwarvish bard, Glamar, this is the hearsay testimony, that in Undunban, Kachin was there visiting, and undead showed up, and they attacked Dwarves there and did nothing to Kachin. And the Dwarves, they already went through this whole entire process. They already kicked him out and told him never to come back to Undunden again. There's no reason for for us to doubt Glamour, who was recently with us for a stay and, and helped us with our negotiations and uh, introduction to the dwarves of Undunden. We have established a bit of a a relationship with those dwarves. Uh, surely none of us are are going to question Lord Knuton's decisions. On this matter, when we've seen evidence of the same thing in our own forest.
1: Trick's going to activate clever retort.
0: <laughs> Throw even more threats on there? <laughs> I figure why not. Yes.
1: And so Trick will let out loud enough for people to hear, but not as though he's formally objecting or anything. Like, I suppose we gave the dwarves some mining advice, so we should take legal advice from them.
0: <laughs> okay. I'm going to spend a story point so that she has at least one yellow die okay. here. Do you wish to spend any yourself? The difficulty for her right now is just two purples. we'll give her a Yeah, ride. let's
2: make it a we'll, we'll Let's do that.
0: Breda succeeds with two successes. Two successes plus one is three. And then three for the persuasiveness is six. She moves the tracker six. However, she has five threats. That's a lot of threats. Some things that threats can be used for... Are the normal sorts of things threats can be used for. So she could end up. Summoning an
2: undead army? No.
0: (laughs) (laughs) She could end up having black dice. If you were planning to attack her with any things directly, these threats could give up aspects of her motivations. Right. If you're not planning on targeting her directly, then you probably wouldn't choose that for the threats. i say that's not my plan, but I
2: don't know. No, yeah, I don't think that would be Hepa's style either. You like Britta? Well, she's a storyteller, and
0: that's what she's yeah. doing. In other cases, like for other types of material, such a huge quantity of threat could destroy the material right. and remove but it. That's out. Al- but that's already the cost of this kind. Of material. This one is already yeah, thrown away.
1: Often, one can get a free maneuver on the opposite.
0: Oh, side. yes. So you could take a free maneuver.
1: Like, and that would be presenting material, or
0: you could use a free maneuver, like readings some papers. Yeah, you could use a free maneuver to introduce your own material. You could use a free maneuver to take a deep breath, so like give yourself a blue die. You could take a free maneuver to come up with other things that like maneuvers. Yeah. They exist as normal. And also as far as the skills you choose to use and things like that, it's kind of like last week. You're know, like whatever you can justify as being pertinent and relevant. Uh,
1: I'd be fine taking a maneuver. I think narratively, deep breath is a good way to start. Feels like raid is coming out swinging. Uh, I don't know if you instead had a thought. We also got five. Normally it only takes like two threads.
2: Yes. So, no, I mean, we could do black dice. Yeah,
1: give me her black dice. I
2: right. mean, we could get, let her take screen just as she realizes kind of just how weak the, like, it's hearsay. Right. I mean, I feel does. like that's the black dice. Yeah. Okay.
0: So two threads are spent to give Breda a black die. A black die. On her next thing.
1: I will take two to get a blue die. takes a deep breath, prepares... Breaks a serious opponent.
0: Okay. And then there is one more left over, which I will give her a strain. Okay. Because the other thing here is, you know, if you guys fail social checks, you suffer too strain. Oh, bully. So you could have problems in that regard.
1: Yeah, she could just wear herself out. That's true. Look, if she wears herself out and not we're causing her strain, uh, that's not on us.
2: She's like, look, I just don't have that
1: great of an argument. <laughs> She's like, look, I don't really care. Do what you want with him. <laughs>
0: An important thing for you, though, is that she did do six.
1: Yes, which is a large number. Did that put him...
0: It moved him cor- to the lower
1: the, quartile. Right, so it's oh, harder for us now. I guess we maybe we should have used the story point. You know, now we know. We thought we'd get to go first. <laughs> I didn't realize Breda had four presents. and so much cool I should have known.
0: So that's Breda's turn.
1: Now it's our time.
0: So as a reminder, people doing non-social skills... Their number of successes is the number of blue dice that go onto the social skill. So whether you want Hepha to go first because she's going to do something that will enable Trick, that's up to you guys. I mean, I think that
1: makes sense. Because if she gets one more hit like that, we're toast. So I feel like we got to hit back.
2: Yeah, I mean, my first thought when she was talking about they didn't attack Captain... I mean, we know that he's not a fighter, so he probably didn't fight. They probably fought...
1: So, Trick's plan is to introduce some circumstantial evidence of, we were at Untunton, we literally camped with Kachin, no undead attacked until long after he was gone.
2: Also, what I would like to point out is how much undead is already in there. So, we found some in the tunnels, Kachin was nowhere near that, we found some in the swamp, Okay. They weren't moving until we did anything, so I mean, I could pull out a map and just be like, undead here, undead here, undead here, reports oh. of undead here, reports of undead here. They're just okay.
1: all over the place. So that sounds like a knowledge skill.
0: Yeah, I, I this... think knowledge geography.
1: Geography or adventuring geography, because you're literally naming the location. Yeah,
2: well, and then we know Guidry ran from undead through the tunnels, so if they fought at all, there's probably undead littering that place.
0: So it's going to be a knowledge geography check, but you do get a maneuver, so... You also, you can take a deep breath, or you can stare down your opponent. So these are things that will add boosts or setback dice. I mean, I don't know
2: that Peppa would stare somebody down. She might just be staring as she's zoning out. So maybe, like, maybe a deep breath. Unless it's unnerving, she's just, like, thinking. (laughs) But I'm thinking she'll do the deep breath. Okay, so that
0: will give you a blue die. And this is a pretty neutral thing, which would normally be two, but... We've crossed the quartile line, so yep. the difficulty will be three purples.
2: Do we use a story point for that? Flash and Vinsight will.
1: Ooh, yes. Yeah.
2: Three successes.
1: So that'll be three additional blue dice coming my way.
0: Yes. So Hepa has has shown geographically. In the last three months, the number of undead sightings that have existed.
2: I just unroll my map and be like, and here's where Gwedri went through, and the undead followed him, and then here's where we found them.
1: Yeah. So Trick is, his maneuver is introducing what I feel is circumstantial evidence, but he was physically there. Okay. At Undone and...
0: Before you go, though. Yes. side gets to go.
1: Oh, it's back and forth every single time. Yes. Okay, I misunderstood. I thought it was all of them, all of us. No. Okay. So Declan. Um,
0: Yes. Which she is just kind of like an assistant in this. Right. right. So she is simply going to be doing maneuvers here. Okay. She is going to be glaring at you. So you get a setback die. Okay. From her glare. And she will be preparing the material for Breda. So she will consume that maneuver.
1: Okay. I think that's perfect.
0: And so from what you guys see, like. She glares at you like, as she gets up to like leave the room to go get a witness to bring in.
1: Okay. I can roll with this. Okay. So Trick is pulling out some circumstantial evidence. That we, Hepa and I, were at Undundon. Uh We were at the outskirts of the swamp there with Ketchin, We camped with him. And it was not until long after he was gone that we were attacked by undead in that ruined fortress. So you see, he is not the cause of this. He's literally not there. I feel like that's why this is circumstantial evidence. It's not damning evidence. In any sort yeah, of the yeah,
0: yeah. I was just... Undunban is a separate thing from the keep. Yes. So, you would mention Undunban and I'm trying to follow... That her. was
1: just, like, Trick's narratively leading oh, up to... Oh, okay. We were there. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But we were at this keep. And I feel like this is charm, because Trick is telling the story of what literally happened.
0: Yes. Well okay.
1: Well, literally. He will work in, like, yes, we encountered a ghost, which I put down... Not once, but I had to put down twice.
0: And Catchin was nowhere near that point. Yes. So this is going to be level two persuasiveness.
1: The difficulty base is three, but...
0: The difficulty is his cool. Yes. And then it will be increased from there. What do we got? So his cool is yellow, yellow, green, green. So it's going to be two purples and two reds, but then another purple. Okay. So you are telling a charming story, but Volos is a very present person, and, uh... Not
1: easily convinced.
0: He's not easily bowled over, right. right? Like, but I will say, like, Volus is very, like, cool during all this. Like, he's not up in arms, you know? He wants everybody have a chance to air this out, and, you know, we'll sit here, and we'll talk, and we'll see how it goes.
1: Okay, yeah.
0: I'm not going to upgrade the difficulty.
1: Yeah, I'm just, uh... I'm gonna make this roll, but I'll have to resort out my... Strategies. Do you want to upgrade? Use this. I think. Yeah, we have
2: to. With charm, you're half elf. Don't you get? Do you? Get I'm getting guys? to that. I'm oh, getting
1: okay. to that. I'm just like, okay, that's the fact that leadership is not opposed is a huge difference. Yeah. So oh, I'll, I. See. I'll try to switch to like negotiate next time. Uh, yes, this black eye is from Dicklin. Turk sees the glare but totally misinterprets it.
0: What does he think she's? He's, he's thinks... like, why is she? She says indigestion.
1: And you're she... like, why is she looking at me? Like, this is totally unprofessional. <laughs> As though she's interested in him, but like, what? No, no, no. Right. So, being a half-elf.
0: You removed the black. She
1: color. gets something in her eye. Yeah. Oh, that's a better...
0: <laughs>
1: Like, Or, like, Trick like, looks behind him, and i like, oh, that is a weird root over there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> a lot of dice. That is a lot of dice.
1: One failure. Does that cause me two
0: strength? That causes you two strength. Uh, okay. Now we lose. So, you guys show all these places where Undone have been. You've said that you know, this ghost showed up, but really Kachin wasn't there. This is not very convincing because many of the things you've pointed out are places Kachin has been. But not everyone knows that. Mm-hmm. So, what I'm saying is that a ghost showed up at the keep where Kachin had been staying with you. You guys were like, oh, but it was days later. But that's not going to fly with them. Like, Kachin showed up here, and four days later, an undead army dead. So the fact that you stayed with Kachin and he left, and then a couple days later, like, these ghosts showed up, they're like, eh, there's, like, this lag time thing. It still could conceivably have been related to him. Where else have you encountered undead? Oh, well, there were undead in the tunnels. Well, that's where the dwarves were, and that's where Kachin had been then. Like, these could be leftovers from that or, or something like that.
2: That's pretty prolific. Yeah, yeah, I get it. It,
0: it, It's just a matter of, like, explanations exist. So it's very, it's all circumstantial. They agree, but it could be circumstantial in many directions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I was like, I think we have an undead
2: problem, actually. (laughs) Can't trip over a stick without it being an undead arm.
0: So now they're going to bring in a witness. And they are bringing in Renwick. Okay. This was Dickland's maneuver, was to go fetch Renwick and bring him in. Renwick stands at attention and is ready to answer their questions. And Renwick is only going to be providing a one to persuasiveness here. Okay. He isn't very strong. He It doesn't touch very much. His contribution to this is going to be like a very focused snippet. So Breda has a black die from her quantities of threats before. Yep. Let's see, what skill is she going to use here? I think she's going to use her charm skill, so she's two greens and two yellows. It's going up against Bolas's cool, and it's easier for her. I'm actually, I'm going to treat as hearsay testimony in terms of, like, he'll add a threat okay. to reflect his one persuasiveness. But um, that
1: means that he's done. After
0: yeah, this. He, he's, a, he's a one use case okay. for them.
1: For example, that means that I can't steal and use him next round.
0: You would have to spend a maneuver to bring, bring him your your back. Right. Like, just let him. Yeah, we're not done with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, there's probably other witnesses who would be more powerful for you.
1: Okay. We have no story points. You have
0: no story points. I guess I'll spend one. I don't necessarily need to make her stronger, but I need to get story points back in your hands. And she didn't spend a maneuver yet. Dicklin spent the maneuver right. to bring him in, so she's going to take a deep breath. Go for it and i think we're touched. oh my goodness yeah i really expected this to go longer
1: well she got the initial lead and
0: so we're at five plus one plus one there's three threats on this though so she brings renwick in and she asks renwick to help her like paint a picture of what things were like on the first day of summer when Catchin arrived and you know let's walk through, like, your conversation with Trick regarding, like, who was coming and, like, what to be on the lookout for and how, oh, you say trouble follows and... And so that's, like, the sort of evidence Renwick is contributing is the fact that Trick specifically told Renwick that bad news follows Katchen. Like, so it seemed that Trick had some inkling already that something of this nature could happen. So that's the nature of her questioning here. I'm going to use those three threats to say that Volos essentially like wants to hear out the rest of the round.
2: Okay. That might give us a chance. That
0: is benevolent don't you? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But it's upgraded yet again. <laughs> he's already his patience is where... He's kind of thing. made
2: up his mind already.
1: He's made up his mind, but for decorum's sake, he wants to hear hear out the full.
0: He wants to like hear out the rest. Well, I he doesn't want to make up his mind too quickly is the thing this has all been very convincing like this all sounds very reasonable so i don't want to cheapen what we're doing but i also don't want to like derail an interesting thing because like a mechanic has made it end so there's two things that i'm thinking here we have established that we have a lost who is high lord and we have a council so we could say that one of those two things has kind of like made up its mind while the other still needs convincing it may be that, like, some people on the council essentially are like, we don't need to hear anything else, like, this is pretty Se- plain. Seems pretty clear. Seems pretty clear, and Velas is like, you know, let's let's give the young elves time to, to talk, like, we're not in a rush, the forest isn't currently in jeopardy, like...
2: We live a very long time.
0: If you have a favor thing that you can think of to, like...
1: Yeah, I was... That would
0: also serve to, like, prolong stuff.
1: I was trying to think if I've, if I've used a favor on Renwick, I think.
0: You have used one on Renwick Okay, before. so I
1: don't really want to do that again.
2: Penna, maybe she's like, let's hear them out. Like, Penna
0: is on the council. That is true.
1: And Penna might be the kind of, like, the accords decree that we hear out both sides. I, I saying the evidence may be damning. but It might not be in her best
2: interest that her daughter invited and necromancer in. That, that is possibly
1: true. Uh, sure. I'll, I'll spend a, a heroic ability on. Kinda look. This is what? No, this this is not good.
0: Okay. I mean, it's also possible I made Breda too powerful.
1: I think it's just very swingy, and she had a really good first roll against a not that difficult difficulty is what it was.
0: Okay. So what I suggest we do here is, since you're using your favor, is that we reset and we start again, the counter.
1: That is generous of you.
0: I want to have a nice lengthy, interesting courtroom scene, so. You're using your favor for Penna to say, like, you're correct. Penna is not going to say, I don't want my family's name besmirched. Right. But yes, Penna is aware. So I think what Penna will say is, like, we need to hear more information. We need to hear what my brother has to say. We need to hear what my husband has to say. Like, because. I
1: feel like she would phrase it like, we need to see, we need to hear the totality of the evidence.
0: You're giving her, like,
2: big words to use.
1: She didn't seem to so casual as to say, like, oh, we need to hear my brother, we need your ex. That's been my understanding of that. I mean,
2: she Francis. could throw, like, my husband Thrandalil of house. Thrandalil or whatever, like, reminding everybody that my she's... My husband, gonna...
1: Lord Thrandalil. Yes, yes.
0: You're right. I was thinking, like, she wouldn't just, like, be like, oh, we need to hear this theater. But I think what she would say is, like, that there was other, like, important witnesses, such as Lord Thrandalil and, like lead to dowser nasir it was discussed that they had you know eyewitness testimony to offer and we haven't even heard from them like we mustn't be too hasty in in reaching these decisions so we will now reset back to the middle again maybe now is like what
1: i added what <laughs>
0: <laughs> they got favors <laughs> or she's like
2: yeah i'm a very experienced storyteller in these two they're only what 30
0: Give him a chance. Okay, so you burned a favor to yes. to reset this. She's got three threats.
1: So three threats are independent.
0: We'll use those threats for black dice on her next stuff.
1: Okay, not sure another strain.
0: Yeah, she'll she has a black die sitting on the side here, and she's suffered another strain. And Redwick is dismissed.
1: So back to player turn. Yes. We gotta we gotta come back here.
2: Maybe we should have flashback.
1: That's a good idea. Because I don't do you really
2: have? know what else we've got. I mean he was unconscious when a lot of this stuff happened, so I don't really know how he could have done anything.
0: Okay. If you want to pause the trial scene for a moment and consider like when you guys were preparing your arguments, what sorts of things were you discussing? And you know, what you want to know about like what catching could have been willing to tell you and what ideas you have.
1: Okay, it's an interesting idea.
0: You've been listening to Echoes of Invasion, set in the world of the Battle for West not video game and played using Edge Studio's Genesis role-playing system. Our GM was Jen, and our players were Lex and Daniel. For the serialized narrative write up of this adventure, visit us at diceystories.com. Our character art is by Del Borovic. See her work at delborovic.com. Our music is sampled from Return to Westnoth by Matthias Westland, a.k.a. West, licensed under CC by SA 4.0, part of the Battle for Westnoth project. Visit them at westnoth.org. Until next time, this is Dicey Stories reminding you, the only thing that separates you from knowledge is experience.